I'm Susan Caruso, founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts in Delray Beach, Florida, and you're listening to the Sunflower Bridge Podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills, the co-creator and director of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. Because today we're going to talk about poop and farts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you if you have young children in your life, or just a, a grown up person who's stuck in this in this developmental time warp, you know all about bathroom humor, and it can get annoying and all of that. But also, if you've had if you have young children in your life, you also have had to deal with diapers and. Um, and wishing that that could all end <laughs> and wishing for that all to end leads to, I want to teach that kid how to use the toilet. It's kind of like our conversation about imagination <laughs> where you envision a life where you don't have to change diapers anymore. Right. And that's a big dream for a lot big of dream. people. Yeah. And there are a bazillion, trazillion ways to um, have that have that happen. Yes. And Sunflower has a pretty unique way of talking about this issue. Right. So rather than calling it um, potty training or, you know, we call it toilet learning. And that came out of my experience as a La Leche League leader long ago. Um, and, And it also just leads right into our philosophy about about child directed all kinds of things and and wanting to have the processes especially a natural body process be a natural thing and not be not be pushed or not have to be trained you know in in reality you don't have to do anything and the commercial pressures and all the things that you can buy and the books and you know Toilet train your child in one weekend, you know, all of those things, you know, cost money, they cost time, and it and it does play into that huge need that we have, that we want. We want we want that to end. We don't want to be changing diapers. Um, but we also don't want to have so much pressure on a natural bodily function. We don't want to put um, anxiety and pressure. We don't want to bribe kids. We don't want to have all of those kinds of things happening because it really is toilet learning. And it can only happen if the child is psychologically ready, physically ready, emotionally ready, and developmentally ready. It's not going to happen no matter what. So lots of times people say, I did this great program and my child is toilet, toilet trained. He, he doesn't, you know, he uses the potty all the time. And I'll, I'll say all the time. And they'll say, well, most of the time. <laughs> okay, well, how many times do they have accidents? Three or four times a day, you know? And so <laughs> mm-hmm. that's not it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not, that's not what you're looking for. And so parents end up being the ones that are trained that are mm-hmm. doing all of the work and and it might work if your child is developmentally ready and physically ready and emotionally ready and psychologically ready um and then you uh take the evidence to suggest that the toilet training method is the reason right but yeah. in fact it was just that 
all of the elements were there and your child was ready. Right. Yeah. So I think it's very important to, to keep the shaming and the blaming away. Um, and, and allow them to have that, that natural body function be, um, and the toilet learning, uh, to happen in a more natural way. Yeah. Cause that word training, really, we took issue with it because that kind of is something that draws, a, a the image of a dog trainer to mind or, you know, a horse trainer, like we train animals to behave the way that we want them to. Mm-hmm. Do we really want to frame our children as wild animals in need <laughs> of training? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then there really is not, not the expectation that a dog grows up and, and just uses, you know, so, <laughs> but we do, you know, we, we help the situation, but we really need to identify first is your child physically ready. And so they're going to be able to say, I, you know, I, I'm peeing, I'm pooping. You know, they let you know, they can feel the physical, the physicality of it. Mm -hmm. Um, nighttime is a whole other story. Um, and that's going to take longer. That will happen over, over a longer period of time, but when they're ready, they can tell you. Um, so physically they're ready developmentally there, you know, it's, my mother said that I was totally toilet trained when I was nine months old. What? I really <laughs> doubt that. <laughs> and, um, so developmentally I wasn't ready. And so children are ready sometime, you know, around two, maybe, maybe closer to three or four. It depends on who they are as people and where they are in their, in their developmental stage. Mm-hmm. Um, Psychologically, we think of our, our bodies and, and elimination, our poop and our pee, as being part of our bodies. So psychologically, have to be ready to, to let that go, to say, it's okay, it's, it's coming mm-hmm. out of me, and I can flush it away, um, and to be ready psychologically and emotionally you don't want anything else going on if you're you know if you're deciding that you know i'm going to do this or a child isn't going to be ready they they may already be on their way to using the toilet on their own but if a new baby comes into the family that can set them back you know Mm -hmm. um if, uh, you know, any kind, any kind of changes, you move, you, even mm-hmm. you get a brand new car or, you know, grandma mm-hmm. moves in with you, that kind of, those kinds of changes, it's not a good time to really focus on toilet learning at that point. So, and, you know, even though it's, it's a very common question and lots of, lots of families will, will say, I need, I need help. What, what do I do? What do I do? And lots of times it's, they've been through one of those training programs or they've done something like that and it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. And, um, so you can take, you can take some steps back away from that for sure. Um, yeah. So the idea is that, that we, we, we want toilet learning to be child led, just like we want play to be child led, just like, you know, we like weaning to be child led and, and, you know, to the, the parent and the child together. Um, so the, the, if you're thinking along the lines of training, it really is all about the adult 
and um, and it's a natural bodily function. Your your child is going to use the the toilet if it's available, just like you do, and um, so you just take it take it slowly, and um, have things available, and the language around it is more like <clears throat> when you're ready. I know you'll use the use the toilet too. Here's the potty on the floor if you want to, you know, right next to the big toilet if you want to check it out. Here's we put another little seat inside the toilet if you want to check it out. You can sit sit down on it. You know, it's always a good idea to if a child is showing interest and they want to get up on the toilet to face them so that they're facing the back of the toilet and they can hold on to the seat. It's just balances so much better. Mm-hmm. When, whether they're just on a regular toilet seat or if you've got a, an insert in there. Um, so the idea is just to make it very matter-of-fact, very normal. I know that when you're ready, this is going to happen, and you just let me know whenever you want to use, you know, if you want to use the toilet. And, um, and most kids really do show those kinds of signs. And then it's just a natural process. Um, I have a story about... When it wasn't really a natural process, I had a, a child who was in in our preschool program and came back for theater when they were older. And every time this child would come to theater, she would say, "Come with me, Susan. I have to use the bathroom because we had, you know, we we didn't go into a stall with the child, but we were we were in the bathroom. It was, you know, to make sure that they were safe." And so I would go, and every time she would come to theater, once a week, she would always have a big bowel movement, <laughs> wash her hands, go, ha, ah, and then and then go and do theater with me. And I noticed that, and so I mentioned something to her parents. I said, you know, it's funny because every time, every 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 Monday, like clockwork, you know, bathroom, big bowel movement, wash hands, go do theater, and they were shocked. They said, what? She's doing that for you? I said, not for me. I would, she just has to go. And I went with her. And um, and they said, we always have to give her chocolate. You know, we, we give her oh. chocolate every time she goes to the bathroom. Oh. And she won't go unless we give her chocolate. Oh. So that's, mm. that's one of those real hazards mm. because you sure don't want that tied, um, tied yeah, that to... It just became her habit. Yeah. She was trained... Right. You know, it worked. She was mm-hmm. trained mm-hmm. to expect that the chocolate would come every time. So mm-hmm. why would she believe that that it should be okay if the chocolate went away? Right. Um, that's so interesting. I think um, of a story of my own regarding uh, my second nanny position, and this was for an only child, and she happened to be going through the toilet learning stages while I was her nanny. So we had many weeks of this dance of forward and backward, you know. Um, and seeing as I was trying to uphold their plan, the, the parents' <laughs> plan, mm-hmm. while they weren't around they were implementing it in the way that they were when they were with her and I was doing my best on the other end. And so I got the message from 
my charge, my little charge, she said, I watch videos when I'm on the potty. (laughs) And so she told me the deal. And so, of course, I just kind of went along with what her parents were doing at the time. And I noticed that this child, they were using cloth diapers. That's a whole other kind of uh, factor at at play here. It was, it was rather messy. It was smelly. It was uncomfortable for her. She Mm -hmm. was getting to be a, a pretty independent little toddler in, in other ways. And so I could see that when she would make a poop in her cloth diaper, she would get uncomfortable. She would recognize, oh, like, I don't like how I feel when I, when this is the the situation. So she wanted to do something about it. She mm-hmm. wanted me to change her diaper. She would, she would let me know. And I think we can uh, underestimate children's ability to know their own body and to respond to the way that they're feeling in a an intuitive way that is cleanly and that is sanitary Mm -hmm. and we just don't expect that they'll have that inclination so early sometimes, but they know that it feels better to, to go to the potty and get cleaned up and Mm -hmm. then be fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also noticed that the bribing with YouTube videos, and it was especially tricky because they had been rather careful with screens up to this point in her Mm -hmm. little life. She had not watched a lot of movies. I think she'd only really had maybe like two or three screen experiences at that point in her life. And so the fact that the toilet became associated with the screen led to us being trapped in the bathroom (laughs) together for way too long. We would be stranded in there because she knew that that was the only acceptable place to watch videos. Did she, did she, so do you feel like she was like holding it in or she would just say over and over again, oh, I have to go to the bathroom and then you'd be in there. The latter. It was, it was totally that she was smart as heck and she realized that this was her ticket. So she would be, she would have, you know, peed in her diaper or in her pull up and said, oh, I have to pee. And then she already peed, but Mm -hmm. she's sitting on the toilet and she's just sitting and sitting and saying, oh, another one, another one. So obviously that didn't work. (laughs) And and they're just, they're just using what they've learned. So that's what she learned. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't it be so much better for the natural process and for, for her, um, for her feeling about her body, you know, kind of like what we were, we were talking about before that whole, the idea of, Hey, my body is my body and it works the way it needs to. It's, it goes along with so many of the things that we talk about, um, that, you know, she, to have that, to, to say, I need to, I need to go to the potty. I'm, I need to pee. Well, come on, let's go. I'll help you help you get there. Mm-hmm. And do you want to take your diaper off or, or do you want my help? You know, right. climb up on the seat, 
mm-hmm. and you know facing to the back and hold on so it feels comfortable and and then pee and then of course when they do pee or poop in the toilet it doesn't have to be a big you know it doesn't need to be a cupcake party <laughs> yes. you know a, a video party or anything like that it's it's natural and so you say looks like you peed you know, here's some toilet paper and you give them the tutorial how to clean themselves yes. and, and you do, you know, here's, here's the toilet paper. You can dry yourself, wipe from the front to the back, right. you know, you give them all of the tools, all the information that they need. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if they poop on the floor, they pee on the floor, I say, it's okay. No worries. Let's get, let's get it cleaned up. Let's get you cleaned up. And you go through here. Do you want to sit on the, on the toilet and see if there's any more that's going to come out? No, all done. Okay. We'll clean it up. And you know, that is actually maybe the last little piece of this conversation that feels really important. And I'm thinking of these twins that we uh, we were counseling their mama as she was going through the toilet learning phase. And these twins were discovering that their bodily functions are one of the only things at that stage of life that they actually have control over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a revelation. <laughs> we have complete control over when and where the poop goes. Yeah. So <laughs> as you can imagine, it got a little messy and these boys started kind of um, playing off of each other. And one would try to delay bedtime by pooping on the floor. <laughs> And then the other one would see that and say, that's hilarious. And then get in there and start doing the same thing. And this mom was about to pull her hair out. And you were able to relay to her, you know, they are grasping for power here. They control so little about Mm -hmm. their toddler lives they just want to feel like they're in control sometimes. So how can you work with that? How can you help them understand that they do have power and it's not just in that way? And I think you really nailed it with the describing, you know, uh, the right approach is to be neutral, to ask questions, to give them all the information that they need and empower them with choice. Say, would you like me to help you or do you want to try to do it yourself would you like to go to the potty now or should we try in five minutes even just little things like that making it a choice wherever possible can really help the child feel like they're a part of the process right yeah i think it's key yeah they only have control over what they put in their body And what comes out. That's it. And yeah, that's all they, that's all, that's all they've got. Yeah. Um, and two, it's, it, it depends on, on, on your attitude. Like you said, that the whole idea of being, remaining neutral, even when it's an, an absolutely, you know, disgusting, horrible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which and it will be. It, which it will be. <laughs> and it, it just, it just will be. But you know, keeping it neutral and taking the emotion out of it, your emotion out of it is really important. We, um, we had at one point, we had just one more story. (laughs) We could go on and on with this for sure. But there was a a family, they were doing, you know, child led 
toilet learning and the little guy that just really would only go, would poop outside, you know, behind a bush. And it was, it kind of went from doing that in a diaper, which is so, so common for kids to go off by themselves somewhere and poop in their diaper. Or even if they are toilet learned for pee to, to say, I need my diaper and then put put on a diaper and then go in the corner and poop. So they had moved to, and the mom was really worried about this for coming to school because Mm -hmm. they had moved to just running around naked. And in the summer and in Florida, you can do that almost all the time. And it's one of the best things because, you know, usually if they, if they don't have anything on, they'll, they'll easily go to the toilet. It's more prob- mm. probable, but he had gone to, you know, had kept the whole idea of pooping behind a bush in, and he didn't have any clothes on. So he would run behind the bush and poop in the bush. They were really afraid that he might do Ooh, that yeah. at Sunflower. <laughs> and Genuine so, concern. <laughs> so we, we talked to him, you know, we talked to him and he, and he was really upset about, you know, the, the whole dialogue, not with us, but with his mom when she said, well, you, you can't do that. You need to just talk to a teacher and, and they'll take you to the bathroom. And um, so, but we talked to him because there was some real fear. There was something going on there. And it was that he didn't feel comfortable. He didn't really know the toilet. And that happens so much yes. at the time too, that kids, it's it's this big toilet or the, the flushing or so many things mm-hmm. that they'll be afraid of. Mm-hmm. And so we went in and we said, here, this is where the toilet is. You know, do you want to check out the toilet? You want to sit on it? You want to, you know, and no, no, but he needed to see what it was. And they said, and you can, we, we can give you a diaper so that you can poop or you can come, you can let us know that you want to come here in that kind of tone. And it happened so quickly that he shifted and he shifted at home too. Ah. <laughs> Mom was so grateful, oh, wow. but it was a matter of really understanding so what's going on here? Yes. You know, and so much of the time it's like, I don't want to go to grandma's toilet because it's, it's too big or, or it's, it's so loud. loud. Yes. Loud is a huge one. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you say, you don't have to flush the toilet, you know, I'll let me know when you're done, you know, after you've wiped and I can help to make sure you're all clean. And then, um, and then you can put your hands over your ears and then I'll flush the toilet. You know, so it's yeah. just those kinds of things. And it's just kind of being really caring and mm-hmm. being being really present with your child. Yeah, and recognizing that it is uncomfortable for both of you and that your child does experience uh, the shame that is projected uh, at us from all directions uh, because, you know, bathroom humor is... Uh, off color in our society. It's, uh, it's seen as crude and not something that we are supposed to talk about. So be gentle as you navigate these conversations for your own sake and for your child's sake. Yeah. But you're, it will be a hilarious topic for, for quite a period of time. And you just like, yeah, okay. Roll with you it. can to- tell all those stories in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Take that in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so toilet learning. Thank you so much for joining us today to share your thoughts or feelings or stories about being with children. You can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or you can find us on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Switzer Musical Productions.